LaMelo Ball goes off for 32 points, but the Hornets snap a five-game win streak to the New York Knicks in a bad, bad L. LaMelo didn't start the fourth. Why was that? We'll talk about all that today on the Locked On Hornets podcast. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available on all platforms. That includes YouTube, by the way. You can follow us on Twitter at Walker Mail, Doug on Twitter at Doug Branson, LOH. And the My show Twitter's blowing Twitter up. At Locked On Hornets. Why is it blowing up? What'd you do? Because I'm tweeting facts. I'm tweeting a fire. I'm tweeting LaMelo Ball should have been in before the six-minute mark. Mm-hmm. I don't care how many fouls he had, four, five, seven, 17. He should have been playing, and it had now has 177, up 177 likes. The people understand what's going on. Like moths to a flame. Just put that out there and they will come a rolling in, baby. Nice job on your Twitter account. You can go check out Doug's fire on Twitter at Doug Branson, LOH. And that is certainly the story of this one. The macro story, New York Knicks snapped the five-game win streak for the Hornets in a somewhat tight battle for play-in positioning. But it's LaMelo who goes off for 32. And all of those points were scored in just three quarters worth of time. From the first to the third, he goes for 32 on 23 shots. He made 13 of those 23 attempts. Six of 14 from three-point land, but really got red hot there for a while. And it got interesting at the end of the third. So here's the scene. LaMelo ball with 12 <laughs> seconds to go. Paint me a picture, Walker. Paint me a picture. I'm close my eyes. 12 seconds to go. Mm-hmm. The end of the third quarter. Okay. LaMelo picks up a foul on the perimeter. Yeah. Sure. It's his third foul total. Okay. Not even five seconds later, mm-hmm. a New York Nick cuts inside the paint. Mm-hmm. LaMelo meets him in the paint, bodies him on that cut gets called for another foul. So he picks up two fouls in less than five seconds worth of time, leading to his fourth overall. We know that LaMelo Ball has had these foul troubles before. Those were the two that he picked up, bang, bang, four total. That goes into the end of the third. You know, you had an offensive possession. James Brego doesn't take him out. At that point, he's at, I think, he's over 30 minutes. I think he's like 33, 33 total at that point. Mm -hmm. I thought he was going to start the fourth, Doug. Because we have seen LaMelo sit in those situations before, like four fouls, but you had just one quarter of play left. I thought he was going to start, but I was wondering, like I was looking, all right, JB, what are you going to do? And he sits him. LaMelo does not come back into the game until exactly the 556 mark. And by that time, I guess it was too much for the Hornets to come back and eventually they would lose to the Knicks who separated themselves at the end. And at that time, Knicks fans, they ran deep in the spectrum center and they were celebrating. What did you make of James Brego's move to sit LaMelo ball at the start of the fourth and not play him at five fifty six? I just didn't like how late into that quarter that LaMelo ball was inserted back into the game. I, you know, looking at the rotation data, like I understand LaMelo had played, really hadn't sat at all since the first quarter. I mean, he really, he played LaMelo essentially mm-hmm. every minute heading into the fourth quarter. So I understand needing to get LaMelo ball a breather, but I just don't understand why he went with this rotation of Rozier, 
Martin, McDaniels, Montrez Harrell, and, and Isaiah Thomas, who just did not have a good game, uh, why LaMelo Ball was still sitting uh, with with six minutes to go in the fourth quarter, I just felt like you know they had had they had a little bit of momentum going into that fourth quarter. They had an opportunity to get this lead back. This next team, it, it, they this next team just felt like they wanted to let Charlotte back into this game. Um, and you know, I just felt like it was a huge missed opportunity for uh, JB. Not only Lamelo, but also Miles uh, got stuck at the scoring table. Uh, I, I you know. It's just it seems to me just a mismanagement of the rotation in this game and not taking an opportunity to get a win that you you need you need every win. And there there was an opportunity to win this game and they didn't take it. Yeah, man. I mean, you talk about LaMelo in the first three quarters. The only time he sat was he went out at the 516 mark in the first, but came back in the first at the 307. So you're talking about two minutes of rest, plays the entire second quarter, plays the entire third quarter. And as we mentioned, doesn't come back in until the 556 mark in the fourth. But here we are talking about the fouls to set that up. And then you transition to rest. And it's because of something James Borrego said. Here's the soundbite when I asked James Borrego if the two fouls at the end of the third quarter had anything to do with him not playing in the fourth. Here's what JB had to say. We tweaked our rotation there just because we were trying to make a run. And um, so he ran the whole, for, uh, the whole third quarter, I guess, right there. So that was just his rest period. Um, the, the fouls didn't have a lot of factors. So. People were mad. People were angry at James Brega. And I didn't know if it was going to be for one, they thought he was lying, like that they didn't believe him because of the foul trouble, because it's been something before James Brega has talked about it being a teaching moment. I asked him earlier this year, just a couple of weeks ago, I asked him about how constant that message has to be. And he says it is, you know, it's just a part of growing up in the NBA. And so I didn't know if people were mad because they thought JB was lying. The other reason I thought people would be mad, I didn't know which one it was going to be on just that's in, that's a stupid move. Just flat out agreeing with him like that he's doing it that way, not not believing him, if you will, but realizing that's a stupid move, at least in their head. And one, I believe him, right? Like, I don't if, if anybody thinks the former, I don't think JB is lying about that. I really this don't. This wasn't think, about fouling. This no, wasn't about it, fouling. It's it, just it plain and simple because but it that wasn't was speculation just speculation at first, though. I do want to address that, right? Like people, you know, I mean, hell. Well, I'm just saying, out, it, it might have been speculation. I'm just telling people it wasn't about the fouls. Well, that's me and you. Me and you are both telling people it wasn't about the fouls. So there In you go. In sync. <laughs> you and so, I. so, yeah, it wasn't about the fouls despite people thinking of that. But man, I agree with you, Doug. Like I was sitting there and I was like, man, LaMelo's still not in. I thought he was going to start the fourth. And then JB still doesn't play him. There are some dead balls. You know, there are some opportunities to put him in at the beginning of the fourth, like two minutes go by, three minutes go by. I looked at LaMelo's game log to see how many minutes he's played in regulation before. He's touched 40. Like he's gone 41. He's gone 42. You know, I, I know JB wanted to give him a rest, but he was on fire. He was six points shy of his career high with a whole quarter left to play clearly the hottest dude that you had offensively on this team the entire night. I thought it was a mistake. thought he made a bad decision and Lamella should have been playing, man, if not at the very beginning of the fourth quarter, at least at like the 10 minute mark, something like that. 
One, one, one of the only players in this game for the Hornets that was consistently hitting three-point shots, which is kind of in this day and age what you need to make a comeback in the NBA. Um, he was 6 of 14. Terry Rozier, who played the entire fourth quarter, was 3 of 8 from the field. P.J. Washington was 2 of 7. Miles Bridges was 0 of 4. Cody Martin was 0 of 4. IT was 1 of 6. Um, not, nobody was hitting three-point shots except for LaMelo Ball. And, and he doesn't play until the six-minute mark. And like you said, there were opportunities, right? And Tibbs who runs like I, I get it I get the criticism of Tibbs like he runs his players into the ground and so and I like the fact that JB you know sees the sort of long term but in this particular game like yeah. this was an opportunity to get back into this game and win it Tibbs took the opportunity by the way he got RJ Barrett in and Alex Burke back in in that first stop so there were several minutes where the Hornets bench unit who was the, the Hornets bench was not playing well that's why you yeah. saw starters play so many minutes through the second and third trying to get them back into this game because the bench wasn't playing well. But you had R.J. Baird, who had a great game, Alec Burks hitting nice shots, playing up against the Charlotte Hornets bench. I just think, plain and simple, Tibbs outcoached J.B. in this game. Well, yeah, and and you just had, I think, zero effort in the first quarter, too, defensively. They were getting anything they wanted. They had so many open three-point shot attempts, and that was ridiculous because this is a team, I tweeted this out, the Knicks are literally dead last in the NBA when it comes to points in the paint, and they had 14 with a couple minutes to go, three minutes left in the first, so they were on pace to outscore their average by like 20 on top of them hitting eight three-pointers in the first. So something's got to give. Like you can't no, allow. So, so, but I, I want to. Yeah, I did. This is such a great point, and I think we should like zoom out and talk about it in the, the next segment. But bottom line is like mm -hmm. the fact that they didn't put in Lamelo Ball and Miles Bridges and PJ Washington when he had an opportunity was not the reason they lost the game. But it was the reason they had no chance to win it in the fourth quarter. Okay, there were the the loss was complex and it was a bad loss. But the but not putting in those starters in time, especially Lamelo Ball, was the reason they that they did not even have a chance to win that game in the fourth quarter. All right, we'll talk about more of it in the next segment. You know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Instead, it's the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill because companies make those things hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple to cancel subscriptions. Just link your account and Truebill will cancel all your unwanted subscriptions in just one tab. Don't fall for those scams anymore. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Also want to discuss NBA top shot. NBA Top Shots, the officially licensed NFT of the NBA. Connect with a community of hundreds of thousands of NBA fans as a natural progression of fantasy sports, a way to upgrade your experience as an NBA fan. This is the future of what being an NBA fan looks like. It's part of the trading cards. You have the fantasy sports aspect of everything. Investors include Michael Jordan and Kevin Durant, not to mention Will Smith. There are also a lot of other NBA players in the community like Tyrese Halliburton, Cole Anthony, Harrison Barnes. Plenty of players are involved in this. Challenges are the best way to earn exclusive moments, by the way. NFTs awards. 
complete challenges to unlock exclusive moments. You can treat Top Shot like the best of daily fantasy sports. Top Shot's moments can get you access to events and can be used in fantasy mini games on a regular basis. So again, check out Top Shot one of the parts of the future of the NBA. We'll continue to talk about this loss to the New York Knicks and LaMelo Ball not playing, at least at the beginning of the fourth. Coming up next, Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. Then I clicked on M. Thomas. I'm like, who in the hell is M. Thomas? Matt Thomas is his name. Oh, NBA legend, Matty Thomas. (laughs) Matt Thomas, I'm pretty sure Matt Thomas served me in an Applebee's the other day. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Bigger reason for the loss, Doug. I know you mentioned it wasn't because JB did not play some of the starters, especially Mello at the beginning of the fourth. Miles Bridges was also somebody sitting during that time. JB was running with an Isaiah Thomas for a little bit, a Jalen McDaniels at the very end of this game. You looking at that or are you looking at the lackadaisical start? And how much of that is on coaching this not being prepared to bring the energy and how much of that is on players. And do you just kind of look at the middle of all that? Yeah. I mean, you, you can't allow New York to score 40 points and, you know, I know they had a lot of obscure players going off miles McBride who shoots under 30%, somewhere in the 20% range from three had three of four. And he only played 10 minutes. Taj Gibson was three of four from the field for 12 points, got to the free throw line uh, only a night after getting his ankles absolutely decimated by Trey young. He comes back uh, plays with a little, it still has a little bit of pride left and plays with it. Emmanuel quickly inserting him into the game. I'm surprised quickly doesn't start for t- for that team because they don't seem to have a starting point guard. Uh, but they, they, I don't know. You know, I'm not going to question it. <laughs> they came in and beat the Hornets. Not going to question Tibbs' strategy at this point. Uh, but so they had a lot of players, go- and you know, they they survived this game even without. You know, Evan Fournier uh, didn't really shoot the basketball well. But yeah, 40 points in the first quarter, just inexcusable. To lose by 15 to this New York Knicks team that is all but eliminated. And the Charlotte Hornets need every win they can possibly get at this point. They were riding the five-game winning streak. They're playing at home. Uh, they've got some big matchups coming up. Just no excuse, Walker. It's just it's just disappointing. Well, what's what's really disappointing is the fact that this continues to be a trend and the players <laughs> right. know it. The first quarter coming out with zero energy, especially on the defensive end. It's funny, like I I know that the Pelicans only scored 22 points in the first quarter of this most recent game, but mm-hmm. Miles didn't think they defended well in the first half, and I didn't either. It's just that Pelicans were missing some shots, and so they get away with it, and then they eventually execute at a crazy high level in the fourth. But in the first, they come out, and they're not necessarily ready to play. Same thing here against the Knicks, and – They just, I mean, they destroy them like New York. Check out the stat line for everybody involved. Like everybody ate. It's insane. Yeah. Jericho Sims, five of five from the field, 10 points. Obi Toppin, eight of 11 from the field, two of four from three, 18 points. Had 11 rebounds, six assists. Really nice stat line for him. Alec Burks, five of 11, got going early. Evan Fournier, the only one that didn't shoot it well, but. From three, shot 40% because he got open looks, four of 10. R.J. Barrett, 10 of 19. I'm not done. Let's go to the bench. Taj Gibson made two, uh, three of his four field goals. Same thing with McBride. Quickly, four of nine. Like, everybody got off. The only one that didn't shoot well is Quentin Grimes. Like, that's it. How, how, how can you allow everybody to have a good field goal percentage in this game in some aspect? It's because they were not guarding the three-point line 
And there were a lot of mismatches where LaMelo was trying to guard down low. Terry, uh, Terry Rogier. Yeah. LaMelo gambled, LaMelo gambled on the Sims dunk. Yeah. Um, the, well, there were Terry transition Rogier issues from pin- turnovers. Rogier yeah. would get pinned by like an Obi or somebody down low and, and they'd throw it up there. And, and Terry actually made an effort a couple times to try to deflect that, but it's no use. Like that, that's the thing. 40 points to the Knicks. That's in the first quarter. That's that's the problem. And it sets the tone immediately. And even James Brego said how significant it was um, in that loss they had. But it wasn't again, I want to go back to it wasn't. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm rewatching all of these baskets from the fir- first quarter. There's again kind of look, I mean, you got to hand it to the Knicks. They, they were able to get some mismatches with Sims on on LaMelo ball and take advantage of that. They were driving. They were getting out into transition. They were kicking out for threes. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was look, I mean, it was a demoralizing loss to the Atlanta Hawks that they took um, in, uh, in front of everyone on national television. And so, you know, props to the Knicks for regrouping. It's something we've seen the Hornets do all season, by the way. Have a demoralizing loss, regroup, be resilient, come back and win. Just what we haven't seen is consistently being ready for games when you know they matter. And this one mattered in particular because you're getting the Knicks on the second night of a back-to-back. You have an opportunity to win this basketball game throughout, by the way. I mean, despite allowing 40 points in that first quarter, they had chances to win this game and uh, either couldn't hit shots, uh, weren't defending well, or as we mentioned in the first uh, in the first segment, uh, some interesting coaching decisions on the rotation, not getting guys back in. Uh, but just all around, you know, stuff we've seen all season, unfortunately, and it's I, coming back to bite them. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit more about this Lamelo stuff too. Like, you know, you look at uh, a minutes logged for an Obi Toppin at forty minutes. You know, well, that's, t- that's Tibbs. I mean, Tibbs is not afraid to play young guys and just yeah, right. Second, but see, that's but you can Obi. critique that. You can critique that, no, right? Because Toppin I, playing forty plus minutes in a game that really, honestly doesn't matter all that much for the Knicks. It's no playoff implications. And that's the contrast, right? Tibbs playing a guy that has played well all game so that he can win the basketball game that doesn't matter. And then on the other side, you have JB, who doesn't play his starters in a game that absolutely matters uh, and and doesn't play them to their maximum ability. I am telling you right now, I do not want James Brago to delve into the Tom Thibodeau antics of running his guys into the ground because it's year two and now people are calling for his head. And now he's already overstayed his welcome because this, this is what he does. Game. But I, I know that's that's the point I was trying. That's the point I'm making, right? Lamelo Ball. I promise you. <laughs> I promise you, Doug. I'm gonna make that. I'm point. hot, man. I'm made, I just game, yeah. I'm I hot. promise, Lamelo. I'm upset. I look at Obi Toppin playing 40 minutes, second night of a back-to-back. Young guy has blogged more minutes. Probably I've, I haven't looked at it, but like under the Tibbs mantra, you see him run these guys into the ground. Lamelo had the capability of going 44. You know, play him five more minutes, give him a little bit of a breather at the fourth. You bring him in at the 10 minute mark. And I think that's okay. Like, I I don't think people are destroying JB the way they are. If, if they, if he puts him in at the 10 minute mark instead of the six minute mark, but he doesn't. And this is the other thing real quickly. Let's compare this to the Atlanta Hawks game, where if you look at going into the fourth quarter, that game was tied and that game monster implications for the play in tournament. LaMelo had four fouls four going into the fourth quarter and didn't have as many minutes, but had four fouls going into the fourth and James Brago started LaMelo and you know, he didn't pick up any more at all in that quarter. And so that's the thing. It's like, okay, we get over the foul hump and now you got to get to the minutes thing where you can just ride him a little longer and he didn't do it. Now that's, 
yeah, I, I was, I texted you, you know, we texted each other last night. It's like, why, why isn't he playing? It was a mistake. It was a mistake that that could have been fixed. So, and I, I'm sure everyone, even Knicks fans, I know there were a lot of Knicks fans in the building. Hey, look, if you're listening to this show and you have season tickets, let's let's stop stop selling the Knicks fans. Come on, like it's embarrassing. It's Ran embarrassing deep. to get all the Knicks fans in the building. Ran deep last uh, night. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, they were so excited. even the Knicks fans, excited. I think, were probably like, "What the heck's going on?" Like the Hornets have an opportunity to win this basketball game, and I don't see Lamelo Ball anywhere. Yeah. All right. It's that time of year again. College basketball tournament. It's finally upon us. The NCAA tournament. Sweet 16 starting tonight. Duke going to be playing Texas Tech. If you want to get in on the action from all the latest odds, contests and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action bet online where the game starts we'll finish up with some scenario implications with the brooklyn nets looks like that vaccine mandate going to be lifted how does that affect the charlotte hornets as it pertains to kyrie irving we'll talk about that coming up on the locked on hornets podcast you are listening to the locked on hornets podcast Main character for American Psycho was Patrick Bateman, which really confused me. I always thought that Jason Bateman was Patrick Bateman and that Patrick Bateman was Jason Bateman. (laughs) It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. All right, if you want the good news for the Charlotte Hornets, it's the fact that every team from the five seed to the 10 seed is actually on a one game losing streak. So every single one of those teams, they awesome. lost their most recent game. That's great. So so that's not good news. No, it's By not. Way, that's it's, not good news. That means that if the Hornets had won, I know it's... they had a, a, a huge opportunity to make some moves up. And they squandered that opportunity. You're right. The Charlotte Hornets did squander that opportunity because everybody lost. And I was looking at it even more so specifically to the Brooklyn Nets, who Kyrie goes off, Kevin Durant goes off, but they lose because they were playing a good team in the Memphis Grizzlies. And you always thought that was going to be a possibility. They lose and the Hornets can't make up any ground on top of all of that. Whoever coaches the Grizzlies, I don't know who coaches the Grizzlies. Whoever coaches the Grizzlies, they're not afraid to play John Morant, by the way. Not afraid to play John Morant 100,000 minutes. All I'm saying. <laughs> That's right. Oh, wait. New York, New York didn't even have Julius Randle or Mitchell Robinson. Kimball Walker hasn't been with the team for a while. Like, you know, Tibbs is playing with half a deck, but he plays his cards. Do you want Tibbs, Doug? No. I w- <laughs> w- okay. I want Tibbs for one game. If I need to win a game, you're damn right I want Tibbs. If yeah. I need to win one game, give me Tibbs. Give me Tibbs. Um, where was I gonna? What was I gonna say? Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> I really. I'm sorry. I, I want to apologize. I want to yeah, apologize, you. Walker. I'm hot. I you came in hot. hot. I'm upset. I've been running all over you on this show. I apologize. Um, you know, it's okay. dude. This I'm is just. A, I, this I'm is playing all my words. This is a venting. Every type of show. every word. I want to mm-hmm. make sure that I'm playing all of my words, all of the minutes of this show you are the uh, so that i can win this show that's right you can and you are doing that it's okay it's okay to vent you're angry and that's okay as far as Uh, you know what i'm upset by and and look everybody's everybody's fine having a bad game but man i mean it it was brutal and he kept shooting he just got his shots up didn't he 
Yeah, and two of nine, one of six from the floor. It was brutal. I was like, IT, at some point. It, here's here's what I think should be the rule, Walker. I want to see what you think about this rule. I think there should be a months of service shot attempt rule that says, <laughs> all right, if you've only been with the team uh, like a, a month, you get three shots. If you go 0 of 3, back it down. Okay. If you've been with the team for a long time, you can go 0 of 6, 0 of 7, keep shooting, want you to shoot through it. That's fine. But if you've only been with the team for a month, you know, maybe after 0 and 3, you say, all right, I'm going to start passing it up a little bit. Well, that's not Isaiah's game. I mean, he ain't doing that. Like immediately, what was hilarious was in that game against Cleveland, his very first game for the Hornets, he gets up a million shots in not too many minutes. I, I don't think. Isaiah Thomas has logged more than 17 in a game this year, but even in this one where I think he plays 12 minutes, he hoist up nine. <laughs> I mean, that's what he does. Like he's going to talk and- about. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, no, I no, know no, I've been running all over you on this show. I'm just I mean, every time I'm seeing, I'm seeing all of these little things. There's so many little things from this game that zero, I feel like need to be zero regard. About. No, it's, it's all Isaiah. Right. This is what he does. It's why it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I want to praise Isaiah, dude. The guy's been awesome. I mean, it, he's mm-hmm. been fun in, in the locker room. That presence, that's valuable. I give meaning to that. On the court, he's been hitting his shots. You were always wary about the time where the shots would not hit, that it was actually going to be a overall actually pretty significant net negative. And we saw that from Isaiah last night because defensively, we know he's not helping you. And offensively, if he's not going to hit his shots, then it's just that's it. So that was the point with IT. Let me throw a number at you here. This okay. is shocking. This is shocking. Kelly Oubre, five mm-hmm. minutes in this game. Yeah. I'm not aware that he was hurt. So if no, I if he, he was did get hurt at some point, let me know. But I was not aware that he was injured and only getting five minutes in this game, one of three from the field. His I mean, he is in some severe struggles right now. Tell I mean, me this what was he does a player. Right if now. you're if you're just tuning in right now, Kelly Oubre is a player. That what was getting, you know, some there was some rumblings of a possible sixth man of the year award for Kelly Oubre Jr. And we all believed it. And, and it has gotten bad at this point. Tell me what he does to help. I tell I me. I, I can't find it. Like here, here's the thing that Kelly does well. He attacks and he's actually finished at a pretty decent clip at the rim this year. Mm -hmm. And that was what was always frustrating because Kelly's not going to move the basketball. And when he shoots in the past, really half of the season, it's not been going down from deep. But when Kelly attacks, that guy's athletic. You know, he's actually kind of strong. He finishes well. I like attacking Kelly. Just go ahead and do what you do well, man. Go ahead and get downhill and just be more athletic than almost everybody else. That's good, Kelly. Other than that, that's it defensively it's been a problem that's why i was a little confused when people were talking about how great kelly's going to be defensively for this team when he comes to the soreness team in in free agency and here's something for you in the month of february okay he averaged 30 and a half minutes per game mm-hmm. they i don't know how many games he played like you know double digits 10 whatever that he played he averaged 30 and a half minutes he's averaged mm-hmm. 18.9 in the month of march And he had 15 against the Pelicans, five against the Knicks. The first time we saw him get into the teens, 16 against Boston, 15 in the first game against New Orleans, 17 against OKC, 15 second New Orleans game, five last night for the Knicks. I mean, James Brego's done. I mean, he's he's going to other players. And by the way, Jalen McDaniels is not playing very well. 
like, yeah, he had a huge three last night. I, I thought started to get some rhythm back like, a little bit, but still a not playing three, very well. First the, three. You said what? First three in a long time. I said yeah. his first three in a long time. That's why it was huge. Yeah. You know me, I'm a huge Jalen McDaniels fan, but it is what it is after the injury. He's been rusty for sure, but he, JB's just not going to Kelly and I, I don't blame him. I don't. No, I mean, his, his three-point percentage has, has really tanked. I mean, it tanked in February. So uh, October, 39.6, November, 35, December, 36. January, almost 39% from three. February, it drops all the way down to 25%. In March, it's back up, but 33%, but on less attempts. His attempts have gone from about eight yep. to about five and a half because he's getting... I mean, part of that is less run, um, but, you know, yeah. And, and I think, too, going back to what you said, like, what else does he do? The answer is not much. I mean, he's going to give you a few rebounds per game. I think I and, and a few others had expected maybe he could give you some steals, got long arms, got a sort of has, has done that in the past, uh, but is not really maybe maybe one steal per game is, is uh, you know, what, what you're getting from him. So you're not getting that much in those numbers. So. Yeah, it's it's difficult, and and you're seeing uh, it come in and steal some of those minutes. It didn't work out for them last night, but I I don't think that Borrego is. I think the trend is sort of moving away from Kelly and towards oh, it it. Well, yeah, and and the other thing, like there there are times this year where Kelly has good point of attack defense, where he kind of swallows guys up with his athleticism, and if it's mano a mano ISO defense, he'll actually perform pretty well in spots and. I'll give him credit for that. Like there, there are times where he shows up and actually forces a turnover. It gets a steal. We've seen him do that, but it's just not been good for him here lately. Any final thoughts on Kelly or anything else you want to talk about from this game heading into the next contest against the jazz tomorrow? Uh, my final thought is that my tweet is up to 181 likes. So I've obviously hit a nerve uh, with the Hornets fan base with the LaMelo fan base. And right now, you know, I don't, I don't totally 100% agree with the LaMelo fan base all all the time but right now we are intersecting mm -hmm. right now we are intersecting yeah. I don't know that he should have started the fourth quarter he does he did need a breather I just thought you know and, and Miles getting stuck at the Miles getting stuck at the uh at the scoring table was just I'm standing up it is maddening I'm glad that the baby had already gone to bed because the baby would have <laughs> absorbed some foul language coming yeah. from me because I was just irate at the minutes mismanagement and the and the out coaching the coaching duel that JB lost to Tibbs, it, you know what it does. I think this is my final thought. Mm -hmm. This game in particular makes me really worried about a possible play-in game where they're not the eight or uh, you know where they're not the seven or eight, and they've got one game to stay in. You know, I'm I'm like, man, is this going to be another Pacers situation where one game just getting out foxed, out coached? Hey, Doug, I'm scared. Doug, if that happens, man, like. I, I, that that's fair to, I, I think JB survives that, but can you imagine if they have another 25 point loss? I mean, in a play in situation, I will, I will, uh, we've agreed a lot this show, whew. even though it's sound, I think people listening would think we disagreed a lot in this show because I was so, I was, <laughs> I was like arguing, you were, I was, I was arguing with an imaginary Walker for most of this were. show. I'm sorry. You really did mean that one tweet last night that you were just going to be angry at me, despite yeah. us absolutely. I'm taking. Agreeing. I'm projecting. You, I'm projecting you on you because I'm sorry. because I totally there. There's there is zero defense on my end. Like I, like JB. Okay, if you want to give Lamelo a breather, put him in at the ten well, minute mark. Two minutes is fine enough. 
like that that's that was the problem man i i was like dude lamello has to play the dude's on fire he has to well, play i tweeted I tweeted that because he puts LaMelo in and LaMelo gets the fifth foul pretty quickly on what was a dumb foul. But but what I would say on that foul situation is like I felt like as soon as LaMelo got into the game, the situation was a lot worse than when he left it and so he was pressing. And he was trying to win the game and pressing. I think if you get LaMelo in a little earlier, I don't know if necessary. Look, the fouls are a problem. But at mm-hmm. some point you have to say, "Okay, fine i mean we got we got to just use all of our available tools yeah. to win an important game but i'm going to disagree with you to end this show and say that if they take a 20 point a 15 point uh, an embarrassing loss in a play in game i do not you think, think he's that gone that's fair that. no i it, i that is not a fight that i'm going to give you like i would understand that you know that that's a bad bad loss one it's in the play in so after having like Mitch Kupchak has outright told us that they probably got a little ahead of themselves with this playoff mandated season. And that interview that he had with Sam Farber, he's like, you know, we probably were a little too froggy at the beginning and we felt really good and that's fine. Did he say froggy? Did he he really drop a froggy? I said froggy. I was, he didn't say that quote unquote, but I have to, I have to imagine he was feeling that in his soul. (laughs) I was, I would be, I would be really surprised if Mitch Kupchak Mm -hmm. threw in a froggy. This is, you know, we were feeling froggy. We probably shouldn't be making the playoffs this season. <laughs> is that your Mitch? I think my Mitch is a little bit better. <laughs> we'll go with your Mitch. What's your Mitch? I'm a, well, feeling a little froggy. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I thought we might, uh, you know, I, I love frogs. Um, and your frogs are green. And um, that's my Mitch. That's like, that's like, God. I, I don't even know what that is. Is that Christopher Walken kind of? Uh, it sounded a little <laughs> bit Christopher walken I don't anyway, think so. Anyways, anyway. yeah, JB, I, that, that's a problem, right? One game scenario, Hornets get in there. If they lose that badly, it's brutal. <laughs> the thing, it's funny. We've had the longest tangent because the point I was going to make before we went off in La La Land was mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving, he's going to be back. Vaccine mandate, going to be lifted in New York. So any play-in scenario that could include the Brooklyn Nets, maybe if Brooklyn loses and the Hornets and the Nets, they have to face each other in a second-type scenario. I, I don't know the scenarios as it stands right now, but Kyrie Irving would be available, whether it be in Brooklyn, whether it be in Charlotte. The only place he can't play is Toronto, which would be interesting for them, but for us, you know, we'll see. So that's just what I wanted to put out there, my tease heading into the fourth segment. Great. Awesome. <sighs> Great. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank you for giving us that awesome information. You're welcome. <laughs> That'll do it for Locked On Hornets. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Make your second listen, Locked On NBA, Locked On Experts, covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and it's available wherever you get your pods. Have a great rest of your day. David Walker should be joining us for a fun Friday tomorrow. So check us out then to close out the week.